Good morning. Welcome. We are back. What day is today? Wednesday, the, I think it's the 28th, isn't it? Correct. The 28th of April. We are rocking and rolling through this year. I think I've said that before. Um, we are, what, uh, nearly a, a third? Or is it a quarter? Third, isn't it? No, not a third. What's fourth? Yeah, it's a third. Nearly a third, isn't it? Maths probably is not my strong point. A bit cold today, I felt. Um, I wasn't too impressed with that. Um, I went for a walk with the kids this morning, taking them to school. I had to put a jumper and a jacket on, which I was a bit... You know, we had such lovely weather a couple of weeks back. But as you know, Gospel Pursuits broadcast, we talk about the weather. And um, if you track back through the, the years, if you are looking listening to this in 20 years in the future, you can match my weather report up with uh, the BBC's, I'm sure. <laughs> Southport weather is changeable. It's good, but it's, thank God, it's usually sunny. It hasn't rained for a while, actually, so as I was talking to my wife, I actually bought a hose the other day, and um, I was thinking when the shop, I didn't, I don't really comprehend how long meters are, and I thought 20 meters or 50 meters. Well, surely 50 meters is going to be better than 20 meters. And this hose is just really, really long. <laughs> so uh, if it doesn't rain, we will be able to do the whole streets <laughs> watering their plants um, because of our hose. Um, anyways, welcome back. We are uh, kind of st- on, on the subject of... Um, Faith fundamentals. Uh, still, I'm not kind of putting that in the titles, but that's kind of where I'm. I'm kind of basing a lot of this stuff off of. And the victory that overcomes is a kind of a message that kind of came out of from yesterday's uh, message called "I Raise a Hallelujah," because we raise a hallelujah in the presence of our enemies. It's that song by Bethel says, and I, I really love that song. Uh, we enjoy playing it at church. A bit of rock and roll for you, um, but. Just be th- just thinking on on faith fundamentals and and thinking about the basics of faith. Um, Jesus was very clear, Mark eleven twenty two and twenty three, that we are to have faith in God. And when we have faith in God, we have the ability to actually move mountains out of our way. Now, of course, he was talking figuratively. Now, if you were God and you had the faith of God, you could move a mountain and throw it in the sea, couldn't you? But me and you are probably going to be dealing with mountains of a uh, uh, metaphorical kind of mountain, i.e. an obstacle, sickness, disease, um, somebody at work causing problems for you, somebody at church causing problems for you. Um, now, obviously, we don't ever try and cast a person into the sea, <laughs> but there might be something behind them that is motivating them, and we need to have spiritual discernment to use our authority. See, this is what God's given us, a, a, a place of authority in the body of Christ. And by being in the body of Christ, we have a place of authority in this earth. As a human being, as a man, you have a certain amount of natural authority. You have uh, things that you can do, you can make decisions for your life. But when you've got God backing you, there's something that comes and almost like a tingle on the inside of a spark in the eye. Um, when you know that God is backing you, uh, the glory of God is your rear guard, you're, you're the righteous, you know, and our days got brighter and brighter towards the end of time that we're going to go to a lifestyle or a life place where we can actually always be growing, growing in God, 
growing in the benefits of being a Christian, health, healing, prosperity. Uh, we can expand our um, footprint on this earth, if you like. We talk a lot about the carbon footprint, but we should be having a blessing input in print on this earth, shouldn't we? We should be exploring the fact that God says, stretch out your tent pegs in Isaiah. He's, he, he wants us to grow spiritually. Um, and second, first John, um, sorry, third John, verse two says we're to, to be in health and we're to prosper even as our soul prospers. So prosperity is essentially growth and, and things getting better and things growing. So if that's happening, our soul's growing and our thing, we are able to stretch on the inside of us, spiritually speaking. I was listening to a, a wonderful lady on our, our 6 a.m. prayer this morning. And you listen to what she was saying and how she was saying and how she was praying. There was such a depth to her communication, depth to her understanding and her relationship with God and the understanding of the assignment that God put on her heart. And I, 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 I honestly, you know, it challenges me listening to people like that because um, no matter how far you think you've come, there's always somebody who's gone further than you. There's always more growth for us to to get involved in, to stretch our faith muscle, muscles. God's challenging us as a family just to keep stretching our faith muscles, grow those muscles. I go to the gym. I'm a, a, a CrossFitter, whether you like that kind of style of um, intensity training or weightlifting and stuff. It's just a whole range of motion. And you just constantly, uh, it's, it's interesting. I love the principles of CrossFit because they basically can take somebody who's never done any kind of fitness whatsoever and give them something to do while also catering for somebody who's been there for years. So they'll scale what they call scale down the movement. So if you're, um, say, let's just talk about skipping and they talk about doing what's called double under. So you put the skipping rope twice through. So then if if you can't do that, you do single unders. If you can't skip, you might have to do something like a burpee or something like a, a walk burpee or like they do things like handstands and stuff like that. And there's all different scales. You handstand on a box where you don't put your feet in the air. You, you just kind of put your knees in the air and you kind of and there's all these kind of different kind of scales for the movements. Now, they start us on the simple ones. You know, there's they do a, what's called Olympic weightlifting. Power snatches, snatches, thrusters, and things like that. Um, heavy weightlifting, deadlifts. And in order for you to get to the lifting those heavy de deadlifts and heavy uh, power snatches, you start at the very basic. You start with a plastic PVC pipe. You get the technique right. You get the, the, the movement right. You see, a muscle memory is so crucial for when you want to lift heavier weights because if your body and your brain aren't flowing together as one you're never going to get this heavier weight above your head so you start off on this pvc pipe and they, they bring it up and they they develop your technique and then they move you on to say just the metal bar which is 20 kilos in itself and then you start adding weight now they never would let you put too much weight on above your technique's ability so if your technique isn't correct and you all you focus on is getting the right heavier weight, heavier weight, heavier weight, but never improving your technique, one, it'll be harder to lift the weight. And two, it will be a struggle for your body 
to lift the weight and therefore could cause it severe problems. Too often Christians are wanting to try and lift 100 kilos above their head when they could barely manage 20 kilos. And it's, it's in the faith atmosphere, you going beyond what you know that you know that you have, there's a difference between stretching your tent pegs out, developing your muscles and growing, but then also going to something that you can't do. There's no way any of us could run the 100 meter sprint with Usain Bolt and win. Even if he was 60 and I was in my 30s, he'd probably still beat me because of his technique, his training. So muscle faith, muscle memory exists when you work with faith fundamentals. When you work with the basics of faith, you can apply the principles of faith no matter what level you're at. It's the same technique to get 20 kilos of weight above your head as it is to get 80, 100 kilos above your head. The, uh, the reason I use these kind of Olympic kind of weightlifting, and if you Google a wing, a Olympic weightlifting, there's far more technique in it than just raw pushing weight above you. There are sometimes you can just knit and grit and just push through some stuff. And you take the pain, you take the pressure, you, you, you get the victory no matter how you get the victory. But there's also a level in faith where you can just be consistent through faith and patience. Hebrews says we inherit the promises. That patience, that word patience is, is more to do with consistency than grin and bear it. James talks about it as well. You know, through trials and tests and tribulations, when the pressures of life come, you count it all joy because your patience, your consistency will get you through. <coughs> Excuse me. See, faith is about that consistent level of developing a relationship with God. See, we say that for God is love. And in First um, John, it says, Beloved... Um, Let me just find the actual um, one that I want to look at. I didn't highlight it in that Bible. Hang on. Look this one. See. Yeah. In chapter 4 of 1 John, verse 16, in like the second half, it says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. So God's living on the inside of you because you are operating as a, a believer. You operate in love. Jesus said, if my words abide in you, then I will, you know, me and the Father will make our, a, a home with him, with you. It says in, in chapter 5, verse 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. So we, we start operating in his commandments. You see, uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 talks about operating in the light as we know it. So the things that you know to do, the things that you have revelation on, the things that you're, you're, you've got light on in your mind, in your, in your spirit, you operate in them. God will keep shedding light on. It's like a torch. You keep walking down a path. You move the torch around and the room gets bigger and bigger because you start to to get gain insight into what is required of you to to navigate an environment as you move that light around the brighter the light the more you see and then you suddenly become more responsible for say for example you were looking after a little puppy and you have 
you know that there's a puppy in front of you and you look after them, but then you open the light up a bit more and then there's two puppies, then there's three puppies, and then there's 20 puppies, and there's 100 puppies, and suddenly you are responsible for all of these, but you didn't know they existed except that the light was shone broader. I don't know why I'm thinking about puppies, by the way, I'm just randomly talking about things. You suddenly become more responsible for like when you have one child, two children come into the mix, three children come into the the responsibility level goes up and you expand. In fact, that's how it is with with uh, with parenthood. One child, you've got all this love to pour into one child. You've got all this parental love, and then suddenly a second one comes in. Do you do you cut the love in half and give half your love to one to half to the other? No. You completely give yourself to both of them. You just expand the level of love that you have for them. And that's the same with faith. As we step into these things, we expand the levels of faith and grow. One minute you're believing God for a sock. The next minute you're believing God for a mobile phone, then a car, then a whatever. But then also we've got the other side of that. You're believing God for your next door neighbor to be saved. And suddenly you're believing God for your whole street to be saved. I'm I'm saying that and I'm thinking, gosh, I need there's some room for me to grow. Am I believing God for my neighbors to get saved? Am I releasing my faith? Am I actively doing something to do it? See, God wants us to grow, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. This is the victory that we're talking about. This is the 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 the, the shout of praise on the inside of us is what will grow us. Because when we have little victories, they lead to bigger victories, which lead to bigger victories. First John 5, chapter 1 says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the, Son, is the Christ is born of God. For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. Who is it he that overcomes the world? But the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So we've got great, the greater one living inside of us. I love First John talks about love. It talks about victory. God is love. And th- those two things go hand in hand. Walking and operating love is walking and operating in victory and operating in faith because faith works by love. So victory, faith, love, they're all it's terms that just work together. And as we grind them into our hearts and then develop them into our mouths and our thinking, we suddenly have an outflow of a of a praise, an outflow of raising a hallelujah in the presence of our enemies because we know that we're operating in love. So therefore we're operating in victory. And it says in the Bible that if you operate in love, it's like pouring hot coals on your enemy. You are you deal with things differently. You have light, you have revelation, and you expand in that light. God's given us such a clear avenue to victory. Such a, a, a way of doing it. Jesus has already said this himself. He says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus led captivity captive. He made a show of them openly. He actually led the, the enemy in, in all of eternity. Every, every spiritual belief, be, being knew what happened on that resurrection day. Resurrection Sunday, as we call it. Jesus led captivity captive. He made it very clear that the victory that overcomes the world was, was possible for every single person who had faith in God. Because he did it. 
He achieved it. There's no resistance with using the name of Jesus. There's no resistance when we have faith in God. And what I mean by that, that doesn't mean things don't come to try and hamper us. But the victory is so secure, so victorious. No matter what we see in the natural, it must take place in the spiritual. And then it will come into the natural. So any resistance we feel, any trials and pressures and tribulations, it's 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 about a feeling of emotions. It's about a feeling of the senses. Because in the spirit realm, you keep going and you get that victory no matter what you say. If you're an intercessor praying for someone else, it's a little bit different. Because <coughs> you sometimes feel the, the weight of that situation and you pray it through and you intercede for them. But you get to the point of victory and then you start to praise God. I love what David did in um, 1 Samuel chapter 30. The situation was they came back to their city, him and his men, and they found it burned with fire and their wives, their sons and their daughters were taken captive. So the David and the people were with him, lifted up their voice and wept until they had no strength in them to weep. If something horrible happens in your life, you have got time to allow your emotions to to cry. There's nothing wrong with taking a moment to just say, God, this is a horrible situation. God understands we've got emotions. But guess what? It didn't stay there. David was greatly distressed for the people talked of stoning him. Doesn't that often happen to you as a leader when something goes wrong? Because all the people were bitter in spirit each over his sons and daughters. But what did David do? David wept with the people. He wept with the situation. He saw that the situation was dire. He saw the situation was horrible. But he didn't stay there. He quickly took a position that said, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You get hit with something, something random, something out of the blue, or something that's been around for a while in your life, and you want to finally see it through to the completion and to see victory come to pass. You don't just stay in that position of wallowing in self-pity. You stay there. You will stay there for the rest of your life, and you will never see victory. But what did David do? He encouraged himself in the Lord. He took time to get into a place where he could build himself back up in faith. What did the whole book of Psalms talk about? It's all talking about praising God in the situation, praising God in the middle of something that you're going through, praising God through in the presence of your enemies, raising a hallelujah, dancing before him, worshiping him, lifting your hands before him. What did Moses do? He lifted his hands up and they Joshua was winning the battle. Every time he kept his hands up, Joshua and his men started to crush the evil opponents to the point that they had to get people to hold Moses' hand up. We are, we are always in a place of giving God the glory in every situation and circumstance. No matter what we face, no matter what 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 disaster comes against us, we have a place and we have a place to be. The place is the presence of the Lord. And when we encourage ourselves in the Lord, we gear ourselves up. We stand in faith. We cement our feet in on that rock we are building a house on the rock of Jesus Christ that the storms of life will blow against and will not shake we encourage ourselves we praise him we lift up the name of Jesus we declare it we use that name as a weapon against emotions against fear against depression we encourage ourselves and when we encourage ourselves in the Lord the present in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy so then what did David do next 
He didn't just make a whole ha about you, woohoo, it's great, God. I encourage myself. I know you're there. You're never leaving me nor forsaken me. He didn't just stay there. There was another step that he took. He got to a place where, you know, he, he'd wept, he'd, he'd cried out to God and, 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 and was upset for his family. You know, you lose your family, you're going to be upset. Someone takes them away from you, you're going to be upset. But when he switched into a place of encouragement, he built himself back up and found out where the presence of God was living on the inside on him and anointed. He was the king of the land. He was the leader of the people soon to be anointed king and then he basically took the next step david inquired at the lord saying should i pursue after this reigning party will i overtake them and god answered him encourage yourself today lift up the name of jesus but don't just go out and walk out and just think well then it's done it's dusted now find out from god if there's something you need to do if there's something, faith, faith without action is dead, isn't it? Faith without works is dead. Faith does something. If God tells you just to get up and go to work, that's all you need to know. You get up and go to work. But if God tells you to get up and resign your job and go and apply for another job, you've got to do that. Be obedient. God's not stupid. He's not going to ask you to do something that you can't do. He's not going to ask you to, to do something that will not succeed. God will ask you only do to do things according to the faith that's on the inside, the measure of faith, the grace that's on you, and he will work with you and he will develop what you need to do. So God, uh, David asked, will I overtake them? What did God answer? Pursue them, for you will surely overtake them and you will surely recover all. Skip a few verses down and it says David recovered it all. See, the thing is, you and I can't lose. Even if the enemy steals from us, he must pay us back at least seven times back. Even if we let our guard down and let the enemy in, we can repent and walk in victory. Christ has been given to us as the victory. We are overcomers. We are world overcomers. We are overcoming the world daily. We are not moved by what we see on the news, the media. We are not listening to the lies of the enemy. We are not listening to what people say about us or what, how people deal with us. No, we have a victory shout on the inside of us. And it's the lion of the tribe of Judah. It is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith, our faith is in God. And we have whatever we say. When we pray, we believe, we receive it. And we have what we pray for. Jesus said that you can ask anything in my name and I will do it for you. There's a privilege of boldness. If you look in the Amplified, in 1 John chapter 5, there's a privilege of boldness, the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us what's his will pursue overtake recover all you have victory christ in you is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we decided petition him today ask him Inquire of the Lord and hear what he says and his victory shout inside of you. His anointing on the inside of you. His life on the inside of you will be saying to you very clearly, pursue, overtake and recover all. As I look to close. Remember. That God loves you so much. 
that he's not going to leave you where you are. He wants you to grow. He wants you to expand. He wants you to give a shout and a praise unto him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. There's a reason that we've got the Psalms in the Bible. Psalm 150 says this, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Notice it's not praise him for what what you've done. Don't praise him for what you've accomplished. No, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with the clanging cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Jesus said that if I don't do it, cry out or you don't cry out, the rocks, the very rocks will cry out and praise him. I don't want to let a rock do my job. I'm going to continue to praise him because this is the victory that overcomes. The victory that overcomes is the word of God in my mouth. And I love being in a place where I can rely on God and declare his word and his victory every single day. Have a great day. Enjoy what weather you've got. Enjoy your job. Enjoy your relationships. Pray for people. Pray for all men. Pray. Do good to the household of faith. Do good to those around you. Walk in love and you will see great victory just starting to bubble up as you take authority and do things above and beyond your emotions, above and beyond what what you feel is, is, is required, what you feel is necessary. Don't listen to feelings. Listen to the, the sharpness of the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you, who will give you wisdom, who will give you wisdom. I love this scripture verse. This is the scripture verse that I was going to start with, but I didn't get there. So let's end with it instead. Colossians chapter 1. And it says here that even the mystery in verse 26, even the mystery which has been hidden from past ages and generation, but is now revealed to his saints. That's you and I. The mystery revealed to us, to them, to us, the saints, God would have us known, would make known. He makes known to you and I what is the glorious riches of this mystery among the nations. It is Christ. The anointed one in you, the anointing in you, it's the anointing that teaches, it reveals everything. First John chapter five. The Christ in you, sorry, first John chapter four or three, one of them. Christ in you, the hope, the absolute expectancy of his glory. Jesus said he gave us his glory. We have something on the inside of us which is powerful, wonderful, and it's so real. So life-giving, such a heartbeat on the inside of us. The power of the living God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's making alive our bodies. It's making healing us of sickness and disease. By his stripes, we were healed. And it's given us a, a, a clarity on the inside of us. The same spirit that is on the inside of us, it talks with the spirit that talks to God. And they join together and there's synergy. And if we would just listen, if we would just be patient, consistent with listening, read the word, get the word in there and listen, inquire of the Lord. Encourage yourselves today. 
Encourage yourself in the things of the Spirit, the miraculous. Encourage yourself in His Word. Encourage yourself by talking to yourself His Word. Encourage yourself, but then inquire of the Lord and hear the words that you need to do today. I believe in you. God believes in you. He loves you. He wants to see you succeed. And I'm encouraging you to declare the victory before it even happens. Shout a praise before it even happens. What is it, Jehoshaphat? They sent the singers out first. And it wasn't God that told them to do it. It was the decision they made to praise God first. And the battle was easily won. In fact, they didn't even fight. The soldiers that they were facing fought amongst themselves. And they turned up on the scene. And the battle was the one. Battle is the Lord's. The victory is ours. The battle is the Lord's. The victory is is ours. And the key to that is your shout of praise. You're raising a hallelujah in the presence of your enemies so that you walk and sit in a sacred place. Walk and sit at the table of, of health and healing. The table, the table that he has prepared before you in the very presence of any enemy that would dare come near you. They run in front of you. They flee before you seven. You resist the enemy and he flees before you. You are the victorious one. You are the champion. God always causes you to triumph. God always makes sure that you succeed. Everything that you do will prosper as you have his word in your mouth, his word in your thinking, his word in your heart. And by the spirit of the living God being led, being led, hearing his voice, hearing his voice and being total submission to the shepherd of your soul, you will see great things happen in your life. Today, tomorrow, hallelujah, the testimonies will come in and you can share it. We've talked about it before. That woman with the issue of blood, she just told everything. She shared how she grabbed a hold of the hem of his garment and received the healing power and the faith that overcomes the world connected with the grace that overwhelms the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and mercy in time of need. Thank you, Father God. Well, that's it for now. I'm going to stop there. Have a great day. I will talk to you. I will be back, live. I will be back tomorrow broadcasting and Friday. Uh, and next week we will be back into some a new series and some live uh, broadcasting and we will see you later on thank you very much